today on the New Year's Eve edition of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Let's toast to the year past, and let's toast to what's ahead. We're going to give you the ones to watch in wrestling in 2019. Yeah, that loud thud you just heard, that was my kids falling out of bed because Michael scared the shit out of them. (laughs) My apologies. My apologies. Also... America's Game kicks off your New Year's Eve, plus your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 141, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now he is a Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He's the guy who's doing big things in 2019, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I've been doing big things since, like, 2017. Where have you been, Mike? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I thought you'd say big things since the day you stepped in the ring. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> well, sort of, kind of, sort of. New Year's Eve, big guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, can't wait to just hang out with some toddlers. And <laughs> <laughs> you play Be, Pictionary? Probably won't even see the ball drop. <laughs> no? Very different than my New Year's last year. Uh, uh, yes. Say. You were hamming it up with Oni Lorcan of NXT. and <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Oh, uh, Biff, let's say. He was Biff that night. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, and uh, it was a really good time. Let's just say that at Beyond Wrestling last year. But uh, I'm not booked, Terry. Not, I'm not booked. booked. That's a darn shame. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> I probably should, you know, spend holidays with my family. I suppose I so. I mean, my children are very, very young, so it doesn't. New Year's doesn't really... Like neither one of them will see the will see the ball drop. No, because so. they uh, get a little tuckered out. Yeah, they? yeah, they'll they're gonna be toast by you know nine nine thirty if we push it. Right. So, all right. Well, speaking of spending the holidays, I hope you guys out there listening spent the holiday with us last week, Christmas Eve. We put out an episode with the Kingdom, an interview you did, Brian, with the Kingdom, and we uncovered the lost episode with Tommaso Ciampa we played highlights of his interview we did with him in 2016 <laughs> we had to blow the dust off right <laughs> that the uh, the recordings there and uh didn't have to go through any double secret uh anything we uh we got the okay and there's some other good stuff on there that hopefully we never you know my hope is we're never able to release it or or maybe Tommaso just gets to a point where he's like like a super tippy top guy <laughs> on the main roster, and then it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he's just like play it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bulletproof. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But yeah, if you missed that episode, really go out of your way to check that out. We released that on Christmas Eve last week, episode 140 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Brian's conversation with the Kingdom, that is TKO Ryan and Vinny Marcelli, two thirds of the current ROH World Six Man Tag Team Champions. And as we talked about, Tommaso Ciampa's interview from 2016, a lot of good stuff in there. You should really go back and check out if you missed it go out of your way to check out that episode who does old man assaulting me 
<laughs> yes, yes, you can hear that story. Uh, speaking of the kingdom, though, December 25th, Christmas, the day after our release last week, Honor Club exclusive match was released on YouTube for the public, which is the opening match, the night of final battle at Hammerstein Ballroom, the kingdom versus best friends versus the bouncers. That was out there for free for everyone to see. We retweeted it at the WPAN account, so you can go check that match out. I didn't go read the comments yet, Mike. Did you? Did you? I have not. <laughs> Never read the comments. But maybe we could do a special <laughs> YouTube comments edition of oh boy. Me- mean comments, I guess it would be. Oh, boy. Do you, do you like the new bit I'm doing online? <laughs> Which <laughs> on one's Twitter, that? On Twitter, Mike? Which one's when, that? When I vanity search and find the people saying bad things about me <laughs> and then retweet them. <laughs> yeah, it really makes it easy for me <laughs> to get things together for the next step so we do with, uh, you know, seek and destroy. Yeah, I'm going to call these dinks out every time I see it. All right. Well, that's, that's very good. I do like that. I do like that. I, I, yeah, I will say... You know, we, we have fun with that, and uh, it never feels good when somebody writes something crappy about you, but then you realize that, like, doesn't even represent 1% of the of the fan base, so. Vocal minority. Yeah. People with nothing better to do in their lives. Right. Well, speaking of being vocal, you were quite vocal on YouTube this past week. This Friday night, January 4th, Woober, Massachusetts, you returned to Chaotic Wrestling to challenge for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, the title you held Three times now? Yes. So you'll be facing JT Dunn, the current champion, and on YouTube there was quite a scathing promo that was released. Well, I'll say, I'll say this, Mike. I think wrestling wrestling angles and promos and all that stuff are always a little bit better when there's some realism behind it. When there's, you know, when it's based in in truth. So I think that's what you're seeing there and uh, I was very proud of that promo. Uh, so I, I'm going to you know, take that and ride, try to ride the momentum into Friday night and become a four-time Catholic Wrestling Champion. So you can go check that out. We, we slid right it. from, like, like breaking kayfabe right into kayfabe there. Did you like that? That was so seamless. <laughs> that was really, really. <laughs> I didn't even notice. That's how seamless it was. But you can go check that out on our Twitter account, at the WPAN. We retweeted that promo from Chaotic Wrestling. So how much truth is in that? You talked about JT Dunn did a documentary series. He did that in association with the Strong Style brand. Yeah. And yeah. He, he said something about being kept out of Chaotic. Yeah, people not not wanting him there. Him and, him and Paladino whining about uh, him not being in chaotic wrestling although I, I will say this for the record rich paladino never once came to me when i was booking chaotic wrestling and said he wanted to bring in jt dunn so at least when i was the booker he never came he never came to me um i did i mean i had conversations with with jt dunn it just didn't didn't work out i wouldn't say i but maybe i did mike i don't know well, Should've. I'm sure you wielded your influence long before you became the booker. He wouldn't be the first crybaby to oh, think sh- I kept them out of chaotic wrestling. <laughs> tugging, at, tugging at the collar there. Tugging at the collar Everybody's there. fighting for, the, for those paydays, those chaotic paydays, those famous chaotic paydays. Everybody's <laughs> fighting over. No, no, there was, you know, it, it's funny. I guess, I guess guys like me and you probably took it for granted being there. But there was a lot of guys who wanted to work for Chaotic Wrestling and still do want to work for Chaotic Wrestling. And maybe we took it for for granted, I think, with the history of Chaotic and things of that nature. And, uh, I mean, it's true. JT Dunn, one of the first uh, real outsiders. I guess Sean Burke kind of of was, too. Okay, yeah. um, To hold the Chaotic title. But, you know, it's a fun story what he's doing. He's kind of... Wrestling all the former champions. Brian Fury came out of retirement. Uh, I'm not coming out of retirement. I'm very much in the prime of my career right now. So I'm aware of that. 
<laughs> as are many other people online and on YouTube. <laughs> such. Yeah, it's it, you know, so I think that's where it comes from. It's it is based somewhat in truth in that uh, it was a very exclusive club to try to get into. Come to work for Chaotic Wrestling, and and a, a lot of it really just had to do with the fact that we had a school. And uh, we needed a way to reward students who came and were good, and that's who we filled the roster with. And we didn't bring in a lot of outside talent for a long time. Um, and the people who did come in from the outside ultimately ended up becoming, even like Brian Fury, like he became a student who came to class regularly before he was regularly booked. So yeah, even everyone that came there from outside, like the Logan brothers, like Hanson Johnny Warbeard Hanson from uh, the War Raiders, yeah, started uh, elsewhere, but wanted to be in chaotic wrestling. And decided, you know, we got to start coming to the school and contribute in that way. Yeah, you know, come to the school, get better, uh, have people lay eyes on you. But it's, I think, you know, um, this is not like a, I don't know, maybe there's a shot at JT Don. I don't know, but he's not the only one. But it's easier to spin your crybaby narrative. About you know you, you you know the rules, you don't want to play by the rules, but you don't get the the end reward, and then cry about it at the end how you were held back or held down. It's like no, you kind of knew the deal. You decided not to not to go that route, so it didn't work out. You know, stop being a crybaby about it. You are where you are now, so let's strap it up and go on Friday night. So have you heard from JT Dunn since this promo? No. Okay, no, nope. so I guess you'll settle it in the ring. <laughs> well, I'm not going to clear material with somebody uh, before I put it out there. I, I, I don't, I don't hate JT Dunn. I, I just, I like I said, when things are based in truth, that's when they're the best. And I, I do have it is something I happen to feel passionately about when people talk about being kept out of chaotic wrestling because it's literally the stupidest thing on earth. Chaotic wrestling is an independent promotion. They are not. WWE or Ring of Honor or New Japan Pro Wrestling or anything like that. It's it's really a silly narrative. And had he come to the school or had other people who didn't get booked had started to come to the school regularly, I guarantee he would have gotten booked. That's just how we did things. All right, so we'll settle it on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, catacrossing yeah. for your well, tickets. I, you know, if he's upset, he's upset. I don't I don't know what to tell you. I'm <laughs> trying to sell some tickets here. All right, there so. we go. <laughs> Get in the building in Woburn, Massachusetts, yeah. on Friday night. So you sent something to me in a text about that you met some people in Philly. Yeah, I, I forgot to, to mention. I totally forgot to mention this. So. First one, uh, well, I'll go with the non-wrestling one first. Okay. Uh, guy who's getting regularly booked now by Ring of Honor, Luchasaurus, who was a guy I sort of liked, the guy you didn't really like on Big Brother, Judas from Wait, Big Brother. Lu- Luchasaurus? What are you talking about? That's his That's his uh, like wrestling gimmick now, Luchasaurus. And he's getting booked by Ring of Honor? Yeah. When? Where? Like he was in Philadelphia. Is uh, he like doing Future of Honor stuff? No. No. He's not on TV. Yeah. He's in. He's coming. He's going to be in Atlanta and Concord. Lucha. What? What's the Luchasaurus gimmick? He dresses like a like a friggin' dinosaur and like. No. What? This, <laughs> just, no, this isn't real. This is real. This isn't. This is real. Is he, wearing, he wears a hood. He, yeah, he wears like a mask that looks like a like a lizard or like a dinosaur or something. Yeah. And how long has he been regularly booked? Um, just recent. Like he, he. I think he's done two. I think he's done two shows so far. He did Survival of the Fittest. And they did the TV tapings in Philadelphia, and now he'll be in, in Atlanta next month. So uh, his, his like gimmick name is Judas, and he was gimmick in, name is Luchasaurus now. Right. Well, he was in uh, NXT like before NXT kind of became a thing. His name was Judas Devlin. Was his NXT name? He got released, 
He showed up, I don't know where, on Big Brother like three seasons ago, three summers ago. And what what is his real name? Matt, Matt what's his real name? His, his real name is Austin. Right, right. Okay, Austin. <laughs> I mean, I'm calling him Austin. Judas. but <laughs> Right, that was his like, he had his gimmick in the diary room where he was the evil version of himself where you put on the top hat. Does Luchasaurus wear the top hat? He does not. He does not wear the top hat. I did, uh, I did talk to him about Big Brother, though. Okay. So I, I kind of wedged in there like, ah, oh, people people drive you nuts and talk to you about Big Brother. And he goes, yeah, it gets brought up all the time. And he kind of knew. You could, I could see it in his face. Like, he knew that where it was going. I was like, yeah, man, I, I really liked you. I'm a big fan of you. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Big Brother. So I said, it's pretty cool to meet you from that standpoint. And then we talked about his, if he's going to be around Ring of Honor uh, and whatnot. But, yeah, so there we go. I'm uh, hobnobbing with... Uh, Big wigs from the world of Big Brother. Were the twins there? They they were not. Now he seems pretty removed from like the world of Big Brother. I know there's like a bunch of former Big Brother contestants that go out and um you do know things. Yeah, do the autograph circuit and all that stuff. But he seems pretty pretty removed from that. What does a Luchasaurus do? What like what uh, is he? I mean, he, he's a tall guy. Yeah, Let's put it out there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not. Big, a, he's a big yeah. guy. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, the, he's yeah, the he's monster. He's super of athletic. Lucha. He can do really athletic things. So and he dresses like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I, I really have to see this. You have. I can't I guess we'll probably try to tweet something out there at the WPAN <laughs> with Luchasaurus. I mean, There's gonna be stuff on YouTube, right? I'm sure there's plenty. Holy of stuff. Moses! There's it's a picture right there. A little um, Mortis esque. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, it, I mean, it looks. It looks. I mean, it looks super impressive like, when he's in his full, uh, you know, full gear and everything. Looks super impressive. But just the name is <laughs> catchy <laughs> off guard a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, we'll move on to. Well, I guess, okay. I, mean, I guess he was in the world of wrestling too. Yes. So, but uh, we knew him from outside of wrestling more. But uh, the other, the other name uh, again, another another person was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool to meet this guy." And I thought about taking a picture with him, and then I just, you know, felt kind of silly. Asking that whole wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. I saw, you know, the only time I've ever done it is with Ted DiBiase, and uh, I didn't care because it's Ted DiBiase, but uh, I met Bill Apter. Okay. He was there to present uh, an award to uh, Ian Riccoboni and Cole Cabana. Uh, As commentators of the year? Yeah. So uh, just very cool. I mean, I've read, you know, I've read the Apter mags. Don't call me Apter mags. (laughs) Uh, You know, since I was able to read really uh, right. you know like i probably had them before i could really even fully you know fully read them you know those magazines so uh, just from a wrestling fan dorky kind of standpoint it was really cool to meet bill after i'm sure it's not a surprise he has a podcast now <laughs> everybody does everybody <laughs> yeah because he was he had, he had a fellow with him and i don't recall his name and they were recording things with people uh, backstage, not me. I'm not important enough. No, but uh, I don't even think he knew who I was. To be honest with you. Everybody's <laughs> 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 like, "Who's this fat ass walking around backstage here?" Well, he's not as present in the the magazine scene as he used to be. He's doing his own thing now. I, apparently, apparently but, so. But it was cool to to meet uh, Bill after after all these years of being such a big fan. Well, Brian, if people are such a big fan of you, how do they contribute? How do they show that they are a big Brian Malone's fan. Well, they really are big Brian Malone's fan. Just PayPal me some money. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but if you like something right. in return, <laughs> go to BrianMalonis.com. Get yourself uh, a Kingpin t-shirt. Or if you're so inclined, if you're a Bouncers fan, go to the ROH Pro Shop and get yourself a Bouncers t-shirt. 
How about that? So you have all different options in terms of fashion statements to yes, make. Many different options. Uh, give the gift of the kingpin this holiday season. Are we still the ho- is it still the holiday season? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, New Year's Eve is the holiday. But you don't really give anything for it, though. No, but yeah, if, maybe if you're nice, you know. Yeah. If you're nice, you give something. Valentine's Day is coming up. It is. Mike, huh? would you like a bouncer shirt, Mike? I can get you one. Really? Yeah. At what cost? I'll I'll take care of it. Would you Would you like a bouncer shirt, Mike? That'd be nice. Okay. What's What are you wearing? Three, four X these days. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point of the whole gimmick. That was the whole point, right? Thanks for that. Not in 2019, Brian. Not in 2019. I'll tell you that much. Give me a medium. Well, medium. medium. You haven't been a medium since the day I met you, I don't think. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> All right, moving on. The WPAN, our website, thewpan.com. That is the place where you can listen to the episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast and all the various podcast platforms. Find your favorite there and just subscribe right through there. Also, our social media links. We are at the WPAN on basically every social media platform, even Snapchat, though we don't use it. And plus, there are bios. You can find out a little bit more about myself and the kingpin photos brian i don't know what happened i never received your uh your promised christmas nudes what? i sent them to the uh i sent them to snapchat uh the wpa and snapchat no they, those, we gotta make those things disappear mike come on <laughs> we sure do <laughs> god damn all right well uh find all that stuff at the wpan.com that is the wpan.com finally on facebook go to the putting over podcast group just put in the search bar on facebook putting over podcasts and join the group and talk to us about not just the wpan but all wrestling podcasts over there that is putting over podcasts on facebook so, Brian, yes, as you know, and I have no problem admitting this. Oh, boy, here we go. I love the dirt sheets. That's what some people call insider wrestling newsletters and news sites. It's what I do. Got to check the dirt sheets. Love a good sheet. I've been knee deep in this stuff since the day I found out they existed. You, Kingpin, not so much. So, with that in mind, I present to you what was once the WPAN's most celebrated segment. Until you made it go away because you're a loser. It's back, Brian. It's back. It's here. It's America's game. We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Remember when we used to do this on a weekly basis? I do remember. (laughs) That was a uh, a long month for, for myself. It's a lot of work getting this all together, Brian. Especially when it's a losing effort each time. It, it really just, uh, you know, gets me down. So glad that I'd beaten you into depression. <laughs> well, we've done this 19 times, and you haven't quite beat the hell out of me. You're 10 and 9. Last time we did this, which was in June, <laughs> you uh, rose above 500 for the first time. So you are now 10 and 9 in these games. I've been on a hot streak, baby. Yes, and this is the 20th edition of the dirt sheet shuffle and we're going to find out today whether we're going to leave this thing in 2018 or move forward into the new year (laughs) so this is how it works folks i'm going to give you three news stories from pro wrestling news sites from around the internet which one of these stories did not actually get reported doesn't matter if it's true or false or whatever which one did not get reported by these fly-by-night news sites brian can you separate the news 
from the ruse. Uh, I do most of the time. Well, that's I I do most of the time. Okay, I guess technically, I guess you're right. There's no technically about it. All right, well, folks, play at home with Kinkpin. See how you do with this week's, this month's, this six months dirt sheet shuffle. <laughs> All right, here is Brian. Story number one. Through rain, sleet, snow, and a squared circle? It was recently stated on a podcast that Pac, the former Neville in WWE, isn't driven by money. Certainly, we know that he was unhappy in WWE despite delivering top-quality matches for a top-quality paycheck. The truth of the matter, though, is he'd rather be delivering something else. The mail! Apparently, Neville's dream job is that of a postal worker. You know why, Brian? Because when you control the mail, you control information. <laughs> and you control your indie bookings, too. Ooh. So that is story number one, <laughs> Brian. Your initial thoughts. Sounds really, really weird. I can't imagine... Uh little jacked-up gnome-looking fella <laughs> delivering the mail. Just talk on the street like Jerry. Mail on Sunday? <laughs> All right, let's move on to story number two. Newsflash. Vince loves blondes. Oh, boy. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter revealed last week that Vince McMahon is very high on one particular talent on the female roster. Blonde bombshell Mandy Rose. Meltzer says that Mandy has become the new Lana in the chairman's eyes. Funny, that's weird. That's not a blonde. Huh. <laughs> also reported in the same issue, Brian, Ric Flair likes to get married, Tony Atlas likes feet, and Lanny Poffo likes self-fellatio. Okay. That's, that's like a weird turn. <laughs> that is story number two. You're going you're to be so upset about this because I uh, was scrolling through Twitter and clicked the link earlier. And uh, I think I clicked the link on like the, bru- the bruiser re-signing. And this was like in like a series of like news and notes. I see. I, I stumbled see, I upon see. that by total accident a few hours ago. I see. All right. Let's move on to story oh, number you're three. You're upset. Mike's let's upset. Let's story three. <laughs> Mike's get upset. Walter is coming to WWE. And there's one man we have to thank for that. No, not Triple H. How about another member of the clique, Big Daddy Cool Diesel? Despite the hard-hitting style he currently employs, the Austrian brute took inspiration from Kevin Nash when he broke into the business and even started his career under the name Big Daddy Walter. So when Wally makes his debut with the big boys, look at the adjective, with... Just know he's running on diesel power. And that is story number three, Brian. Hmm. Hmm. So you know how we do it here on the Dirt Cheat Shuffle. You talk out loud. You, you walk us through it. Let us know what you're thinking and give us your final answer as to which story, one, two, or three, you think is the fake story. Well, I know two is out the window already. We know that. All so right. I got, a, I got a 50-50 shot already here. I think the same thing happened last time, actually. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I can see how pissed off you are. The explosion's going to be great if I win. 
This is interesting because when you think of Walter uh, and the way he wrestles, not that you're familiar with him or the way he wrestles, doesn't scream Kevin Nash to me yeah. for, for, at, at all. Uh, and the Neville story is is really, really weird. But is it so weird that I don't think you would come up with it? Hmm. 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 So I'm gonna say, Mike. I'm gonna say. I think. I think. I think. I've narrowed it down here. I think. Uh, I think we're gonna continue on the winning ways here for the kingpin. I'm going to say that the false story is the third one, the third story, the Walter story. That's that's been reported. I don't believe that Big Daddy Cool had anything to do with Walter. Uh, you know, coming to WWE, and I don't believe that's been reported at all. I believe you probably saw something online with Kevin Nash and Walter, and you know, separately, and it jogged your memory or or, or came up with this uh, creation in your mind. That's the false story number three. Lock it in. All right. So you said story number three. Walter was not inspired by Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and you think the Neville perhaps wants to be a postman? Yeah, maybe. All right, so Brian Malonis, the Kingpin, you are correct. <laughs> Woo! Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the utter defeat. I wish we were a video podcast right now because the... Uh, the defeat <laughs> here. I mean, to be fair, too, I I wouldn't have chosen the Mandy Rose story anyways, even if I didn't hadn't seen it because it's like the, I don't know. It seems like the most obvious thing in the world that he's eventually that the WWE is eventually going to push that girl to the moon. That's kind of where I was going with the whole the whole story, the way I wrote it. But uh, yeah, I I I went back and listened to the last one from June eighteenth. Is the True Confessions episode? Look that one up. I think it's like. 113 you're trying to get my pattern down now right so i went back and said (laughs) you said how i give myself away is that i take something that is based in something that you know to be true and then take it somewhere else because last time it was enzo i said something about uh he's got a new rap song out and there's a line in it about terry taylor about the red rooster and and you said that you know you knew that there was a rap album, but you worked out in your head that I went and took it in this different direction, and that was the false story. So this one I tried to go completely <laughs> out of left field with Walter, and I figured it was similar enough to the Neville thing, where it's a quirky fact about the guy that maybe I could throw you off. I knew probably the second one wasn't gonna really do anything for you. That one, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's. As obvious as the day is long, but yeah, I thought maybe I could throw you off, but you're uh, you're despondent right now, <laughs> and I'm I'm busting, Michael. I'm busting. You sure are all <laughs> over. Uh, so yeah, maybe we're leaving this thing in 2018. It's <laughs> not uh, the way to ring in the new year, Brian. What being a winner? <laughs> <laughs> I guess on your end, it's pretty pretty cool. Hell hell yeah! Pop the champagne, baby. So, I mean, usually I close this thing out by once again singing the song, but your reward in all this is the fact that you don't have to hear me sing the Dirty Shuffle theme again. Yeah, I haven't heard it, haven't heard it twice in a long time. So, Mazel Tov. <laughs> 
Well, the rest of the show's ruined, folks. <laughs> anyway, we want your feedback, folks. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take of this week's episode, your thoughts on the Dirt Sheet Shuffle, on our upcoming discussion about the ones to watch in 2019. Use the hashtag WPAN. And the best way, the number one way to share your thoughts with us is through the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. 401-584-WPAN. We really want to get this line hopping in 2019. So call the number 401-584-9726. Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays. They put out new episodes talking about Smoky Mountain Wrestling, talking about the old Jim Crocker promotion stuff. So much stuff going on there on Booking the Territory. Be sure to check it out. MikeMills.Podbean.com is a quick way to get there and check out that great show. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, another great old school show. OVPPodcast.com is the place to go and check out more about our Vantage Point. Lots of good stuff going on there. The new season just kicking off for our Vantage Point, so be sure to check that out. Greetings from Allentown with PW. Peter Winson. It's not from Allentown. It probably should be greetings from Drake it, but <laughs> greetings from Allentown. Check it out. He talks about one single episode of wrestling television each and every week and weaves in his own stories, his own tales, his own topics. Brings it all back to the wrestling program at hand in the end, though. Check out greetings from Allentown. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, Sal, all the rest over there at the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. There's so many shows going on all week long there on that feed, so subscribe and enjoy. Brian. We've talked about the stars from the past. We talked about hidden gems, guys that never quite got to that mark, never quite got out there, got the exposure that they needed. We did that in two parts, hidden gems. Go back and check those out this past year. But this time, we're going to talk about the ones that we know for a fact. We're sure these guys are going to break out in the new year, in 2019. The ones to watch. Yes. Let's talk about guys we think are going to break big in the year 2019. Brian, I'm going to have to take care of the low-hanging fruit, being that I'm not uh, watching the volume of wrestling that I'm sure you are these days. <laughs> By that, you, you mean you're not watching any? Not much. Not much. I do have an active uh, WWE Network subscription. Wow. When did that again. happen? Did you have Christmas? Well, no. I had uh, I got in for the free month because I wanted to watch The Last Takeover, and I forgot to cancel it, so it uh, it rolled over, and I got charged a couple oh, days ago. Oh, boy. So, anyway. Heat on the home front. <laughs> no, no, no. Just heat on my own front. She, just, she doesn't even know. <laughs> no, she, no, she really doesn't. But uh, So, I do have an access subscription, but I am uh, not watching as much as you are. So, I'm really uh, hoping you come at me with the deep cuts. Of the uh, guys we should be looking out for in the new year. Sure, and yeah, I think I think the 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 term breakout or whatever is kind of relative, you know. So I think the way I, I kind of look at it, it's, I mean, it's, to me, it's not just like indie guys who are going to break out to another level. I think we, I think it's guys who are in WWE or Ring of Honor or New Japan or someplace big that are going to take it to another level in 2019. Too is at least the way I'm looking at right. it. Me too. So let me just uh, first get this one out of the way and give a little shout out to our buddy. Hanson, we've talked about him uh, earlier in the show. War Raid Hanson, Ray Rowe, the War Raiders. They main evented the last takeover I just mentioned, the takeover in uh, San Antonio, I think it was, right? Was San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, they were the War Games. Yes, and I mean, there's nowhere to go but up for these guys. They are the biggest thing, I think, right now in the tag team ranks in 
NXT, and I think there's no way that they're not going to be a big deal in NXT or perhaps moving on to the main roster in 2019. So yeah, I mean, they're definitely on on my short list, and you know, but I, I I'll, I'll take it in a completely different direction than you, Mike. I I I don't think they're going to be as big a deal in NXT as everybody's anticipating because I think they're going to be a really big deal on the main roster. I just think there's so much potential with those guys when it comes to in ring ability first and foremost, but also look and size and merchandising and. Uh, you know everything merchandising is a big piece of it i mean i i I texted todd uh you know i texted hansen after that after that match and they all the pictures were coming out of their entrance gear or whatever and i said i said to him i was like your guys first like elite figures are going to be just tremendous yeah like they're going to be awesome all the parts and accessories and all the stuff they're going to be able to um, but I mean, could you not picture like them selling the helmets or foam helmets or something? Like, I mean, it's I think just uh, I see big things for them from a number of standpoints. I, I think they're going to be on the main roster some point in in 2019. Uh, one team, the team that I mean, from from a personal standpoint, it'd be really cool to see them wrestle the New Day. But uh, the team I could see them wrestling and really having a great program with is the Bar. Like, how great would would that program be for WWE? It'd be excellent. And I mean, I worry a little bit. Just just about the lack of emphasis on tag team wrestling in WWE, but I mean, if you got a ready-made team, two guys look like a team, act like a team, dress like a team, you have to think that they'll break through and just make a big splash on the main roster. I think the story of, of probably, I mean, um, obviously we know we know Hanson a lot better, but I think I think Ray Rowe kind of has a similar story. It's cream rises to the top it might take a little longer but uh, ultimately it gets there and and both those guys are as talented as it gets on that roster and i i think yeah i think they're going to be a, a really big deal uh in in 2019 and hey maybe we'll be seeing our buddy wrestle on network tv so that'd be that'd be pretty cool that would be very interesting this october right october is when they make their debut on fox for uh, smackdown indeed so brian hit me with your first one yeah so i'll i'll i'll, I'll start with the ring of honor uh competitor all right Superstar, cool. star whatever we're calling him here he's somebody who you could say he had a breakout in 2018 but i i, I think he's really just scratched the very surface of it and and now is really gonna is prime for a for a big year i'm talking about another guy that we know pretty well flip gordon again i think you could could be said that he had a breakout in 2018 which he definitely did but i i think for a guy of his of his talent level and and to watch him progress over the last couple years from a guy who just was a super athletic guy who could do anything to now everything's clicking as far as like how to put it all together um i i think it's just Taking it to another level this year. I, I'll go on. I'll go on a really out on a limb. Mike, bold prediction. Oh, on a pay per view in 2019, Flip Gordon will be wrestling for the Ring of Honor World Championship in the main event. In the main event. Huh. Interesting. That's my that's my bold prediction for Flip Gordon. Very interesting, and it's going to be really cool to see how he breaks out because in 2018 he was basically taken under the wing of. The Bullet Club, the Elite, you know, featured on being the Elite all the time. And it'll be interesting with those guys going away, how he reacts and what he does to kind of separate himself and be his own entity in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, I think just like like a lot of guys um, in Ring of Honor with uh, with the Elite leaving, you know, creates opportunity. There's no person in, a, in, in the entire company in a better position to take advantage of that than Flip Gordon right now. 
All right, so we did one WWE. We did one ROH. Let's do an independent guy. All right, Mike. A guy who was recently featured on the Ring of Honor YouTube page, had a match on... Uh, you really are going for all the low-hanging fruit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Retrosexual Anthony Green. Retro AG. A guy who really made uh, major waves in 2018 and could be a guy who is... Appearing regularly on television. I'll, that's my bold prediction. He'll be appearing regularly on television in 2019. Yeah, I'm right there with. It. I, th- I think he uh, he'll be somewhere. I, I don't know where. I don't know if it'll be Ring of Honor or Evolve or, I mean, dare we say NXT or MLW or somewhere. Some company is going to sign uh, AG. It, it's it, again another guy who. It's been fun to watch. Um, I put out a tweet. Just uh, it felt. <laughs> I don't. I usually don't like to put out tweets like that because it feels like you're trying to piggyback off somebody. But it just felt really like I don't know. Like I, I really am super proud of AG, and he's one of the few guys who just kind of lives without fear. He, he'll just he'll try anything. Yeah. He, he's had eighteen thousand different gimmicks uh, since we since he started in pro wrestling, and he's finally found his niche. I remember sitting a year ago, a year ago today. As a matter of fact, Mike, as this drops on Monday, New Year's Eve, I sat one year ago across the street from the venue in Worcester for Beyond Wrestling, eating lunch with AG at this little barbecue spot, okay. and he was telling me about this character, and I was very skeptical of it, because I, I said, oh, it sounds like a little bit like a Joey Ryan ripoff type thing, so I think you got to be careful to not do that, and he's taking it, and he's making it, he's made it its own, he has the girls with him, which I think adds a very cool element to it. He's just a guy who uh, he's passionate about it. He's always positive. He's always upbeat. Uh, he's a breath of fresh air in locker rooms <laughs> with a bunch of jaded, miserable pricks, <laughs> myself included at times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a breath of fresh air in the locker room. And just to see a guy who just is willing to take chances and willing to take risks and just put himself out there, it's great. So he's blossoming and big things for AG for sure. He'll, yeah, you're right there with you. He'll be with a national company full time by the end of the year. And that's the thing that puts him over the top, too. You talked about the girls. He's not just a wrestler. It's, it's an act. It's a whole presentation. It's not just a, you know a guy mm-hmm. coming out. Even just uh, you know him, he he was really doing it. He's coming out with the Zubas and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, he really has to walk around looking like that. Right, right. <laughs> but now with the girls, it's a whole act. And that's primed to be put in a high visibility position on a you know a wrestling television show this year or next year 2019 yeah yeah i mean like i said you know you know it's really brave walking around like that all the time so you got the two girls doesn't really matter does it (laughs) yes with the the butt cheeks and all Uh all right brian what do you got what's next well we'll we'll go to another guy another another product of the new england pro wrestling academy because that's what we know best i guess when it comes to an indie guy uh he's a guy who should have broken out this past year but I, I think uh, you'll see a renewed focus from him, and I think he's primed to have really have a big 2019. That's Christian Casanova. You know, I, th- I think he's he's come to a new level in 2018. The problem is he's really kind of stayed in the New England Indies and hasn't branched out outside of New England. But hopefully, um, I, I, I'm predicting he's going to go ahead and step out of the New England Indies, get out there, get to some really big companies, and make a name for himself. Uh, I've wrestled him a couple times. Uh, he's so easy to work with and just so talented on a number of different levels. Looks like a star. Uh, I think big things for Christian ahead. Has he been to like ROH camps or anything like that or showed up at 
the shows and stuff like that? No, no, not too much. Um, you know, uh, you know, we've I've had conversations with him about it, um, and it's just a matter of him feeling the time is right for him. I think he doesn't want to go just to be another another guy. And when he goes, he wants it to kind of be a slam dunk, which that's a strategy too. You know, there's there's different strategies. There's something to be said for the persistence and going time after time, and there's something said to refining who you are and what you are, and 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 feeling like you're at the top of your game, and then letting them see you. And that's another guy too that it's it's an act. It's him and Tripolicious as a package. That kind of you know Tripolicious is there to enhance what's going on with uh, Christian Casanova. Yeah, the whole Killanova ink or whatever the hell they are yeah uh thing they got going on yeah it's it's a really fun deal and um but you know know, without a doubt i mean christian i think is the the centerpiece of that and uh he's gonna shine this year for sure all right i'm gonna hit you with one that's a little uh different i think i don't know if there's something that you would have on Hmm. your list it might be actually because Hmm. you're a big fan of this gentleman you're gonna see big things on a major promotion from david arquette in 2019 oh okay yeah, I, I, I'm actually really surprised that it hasn't happened yet, and I don't know if that's his doing or uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and say you're gonna see me in the ring with David Arquette somewhere in 2019. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna start openly campaigning for it right now. And Get your tickets, Astromania, <laughs> right? LSW.com. No, no, we have a match for Astromania, uh, but somewhere, someplace, I'm gonna lock horns with David Arquette in 2019, uh, without a doubt. We're like Twitter buddies too, you know. He follows me. We talk on on the Twitter, so you know, I'm gonna start just openly campaigning for it right now. I'm gonna do it online too. So he got a lot of uh, flack recently for he's doing a show for the. Uh, NWA, the NWA making their big comeback in 2018, but uh, a lot of people not really happy about that. But David Arquette, you can't, you can't fake passion, and I think David Arquette has passion for wrestling. Just what he's done, I and mean, a lot of this seems to be on his own dime, just flying places and you know he happens to be there filming movies and stuff like that and shows up and looks to get booked and wrestles and does things like death matches just trying new things <laughs> and a, it seems like he's a guy that really enjoys the wrestling business and wants to be a part of it and i think someone will do some kind of andy kaufman style thing in 2019 and he's going to be a part of a major promotion yeah, he he really does. He flies himself. He, uh, I believe, he donates whatever whatever the agreed payday is. The money just goes to doesn't even go to him. It goes straight to whatever charity. You know, I yeah. don't I don't know how he works that out. But I remember at, talking to him about it <laughs> at Northeast Wrestling. Um, you know, just kind of bringing up like, oh, it's so cool that you get to do this or whatever. And he talked about it. You know, being the opportunity to raise money and for different charities so it's yeah it's it just it's just dude who just loves wrestling and i, I don't understand the hate with him because he's obviously worked hard he i mean i can't believe he did a death match i, I don't <laughs> understand why anyway does him be honest with you but especially david arquette a guy who's probably worth you know 25 or 30 million dollars you know but uh i think it's really cool you know you shit all over the movie ready to rumble but uh wow. it's all born out of that you know you called him you basically i mean you probably ruined any chances of us ever getting him on this podcast because uh, you, you called him mentally challenged. <laughs> well, his character in the in the movie sure appeared to be. His <laughs> well, character in just about every movie appears well, to sh- be. You shit all over that movie, so the chances of him coming on this podcast are probably slim and none. Well, do you think David Arquette will see him on WWE programming in 2019? Yeah, 100%. I, 100%. I, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, at some point he'll... 
I, like WrestleMania something. I, I mean, yeah. Why? Why the hell wouldn't they? I mean, New uh, York City. He's not. You know, he's not. I mean, he's not a list. You know, Hollywood celebrity these days. He's not like. It's not like the height of the Scream movies for him. But still, a really notable guy in Hollywood, and uh, makes all the sense in the world for WWE to get him and to get him involved. I mean, they got Stephen Amell involved in a match, and I, I think David Arquette is at the same level or above. Stephen Amell. So let's do a little fantasy booking. You know, I know you love to do that. Who would you put him in the ring with at WrestleMania? It would have to be like a tag match. Like he teams with um, Jesus. I don't even know. I'm, I'm picturing. I don't know. For some reason, I'm picturing like it's like him and Shane McMahon versus like the Miz and somebody or something like oh, that, God. or like just him versus the Miz. Right? That seems like the obvious match, right? That is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think about it. David Arquette versus the Miz. There you go. Book it. Write it down. Done. <laughs> All right, Brian. What's another one to watch in 2019? Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know if you're going to get mad because it's a low-hanging fruit oh, that I'm going to take from you here, but it'll be a good discussion. It's a guy who's been on this podcast before. It's a guy who I've seen a couple times re- recently. That's one, Dominic Dijakovic. Yes, I guess we should uh, <laughs> issue a correction. <laughs> yes. It is not Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> it is pronounced completely differently. <laughs> yeah, die Jack. <laughs> yes, he made his debut last week on NXT. I saw the match because I got the network. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it today. Actually, uh, Michael was very excited. Not not Michael Crockett, but Michael Malonis. I was I was very excited too. <laughs> was, was very excited. He screamed, die Jack. So, <laughs> I think he was a little confused over the uh, die uh piece of it, but you know he'll get used to it. But yeah, I think I think it's obvious that they got big plans for uh, for Dijak there, and uh, he looks he looks freaking great, and yeah, um, he's really cut up. Yeah, he looks he looks great, best shape of his life, and just you know, he's always been my champion. <laughs> That's true, actually, <laughs> as evidenced by my booking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's funny too. Dijak's like the the stuff he was doing in the match stuff that. I remember when we were filming his debut vignettes, like that uh, that backbreaker thing that he that he did, or he tosses the guy yeah, or away, just hucks them like they're a piece of garbage. Yeah, that was in his <laughs> debut vignette before he even stepped foot in a chaotic wrestling ring. We shot that at the school in whatever year it was. I don't know how long he's been wrestling now, but it's just funny, like the stuff that he did on very early on at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy before he was on shows even. It was stuff that he was did in that match for WWE NXT. It's very, just very funny. It seems like you know people say that you know you go to the performance center to get reprogrammed in the WWE style, but it seemed like he was Dijak with a different name. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's unfortunately came in a, a weird time where they were still changing names. Now they don't change anybody's names, but so I, I mean, the good news for him, Dijak is in the name, so. I'm sure at some point he'll just be Dijak. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so someone I expect to see in 2019, one to watch. I'm cheating here. Someone to look out for to break out in 2019. I say we're going to see Roman Reigns again in 2019. And I say he's going to be the biggest baby face in the world. And he's going to be obviously pushed to the moon. And everyone's going to love it this time. Because we all know what's going on with Roman Reigns now, obviously. Yeah, and it's an inc- be an incredible story, and especially when you think about the uh, all the people who are fighting 
cancer out there that if you know when Roman Reigns does defeat cancer and come back, think of like the inspiration that he's going to provide so many people uh, out there, you know. And I think you're right, and WWE will capitalize on it. I mean, they've capitalized for centuries in wrestling just on real life stuff going on. But if, yeah, if that, I mean, if that that whole story in general, if that Jesus, I was watching that getting. Oh, choked, yeah. choked up and i've never met roman reigns a day in my freaking life and uh just you know everything you hear about him it's nothing but good things you hear about roman reigns you know so i i, I never understood I, I i've been on this podcast not never understanding the hate for right. for roman reigns number he's, one fan here he's an awesome wrestler and and everything you've ever heard about him is that he's equally a equally a good person so uh yeah when that dude comes back um you know, it's going to be an amazing story and uh, ins- inspirational to everyone, but especially those who are battling the same type of thing he is. Yeah, so kind of uh, skirting the line a little bit there because people have been watching him for a long time, but I'll say he's going to be one to watch in 2019. <laughs> Anything else there, Kingpin, for people that we should be looking out for in the new sure, year? Sure, yeah, I got I got one more, Mike. I'm going to go back to, to what I know well. I'll go back to what I know, Ring of Honor. There That's you go. That's what I know. Uh, I'm going to say the tag team to watch out for in 2019, the freaking bouncers. <sighs> Mike, of course. Here's a bold prediction for you. Uh-oh. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. The bouncers <laughs> are going to be the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions at some point in 2019. I'll be sitting here at my kitchen table recording this damn podcast with you, and there'll be a Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship sitting right there staring you in the eye. Won't be around your waist, that's for sure. Huh, won't be around yours either these days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you can get those jokes out now, Brian. It won't be for long. Yeah, I've been hearing this for like three years from you. New me. No soda, though, new, right? <laughs> Still haven't had any soda. That's true. I haven't. That's the only thing you have to hang your hat on. It's replaced it with beer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, you're an alcoholic now. <laughs> Well, uh, yes, the bouncers, I think you predict this already on this podcast, that you're going to be a uh, world tag team champion. I didn't say that going into 2018. but Well, no, but in the past couple of weeks, I think you've said that. Did I? Okay, yeah, well, we'll take it to the bank. Take it to the bank, it and the bank. Uh, my prediction, or my wish, we talked about our wish lists last week. My wish was for you to be on the show at MSG, and hopefully you're either coming into that show as one half of the ROH World Tag Team Champions, or you'll be challenging Maybe. for the titles at Madison Square Garden. Wouldn't Boy, that the, be something? The Bouncers versus the Briscoes, uh, like a barroom brawl. Wouldn't that be a hell of a match for MSG, huh? It's got a nice ring to it. I think it does, too. If, uh, I know some I know some people uh, listen to this podcast, so hey, that's a, that's a million-dollar idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll wrap it up on that one. You can't really get any higher. No. There's nothing higher <laughs> than the Bouncers, Brian. <laughs> So, so yes ones to watch in 2019 let us know what your one to watch is at the WPAN on Twitter share your thoughts with us who should we be looking out for in the new year let us know what you think of ours as well ones to watch in 2019 okay Brian it is time for this week's promo about nothing but before we get into that you are hitting the highways and byways crisscrossing this great nation of ours plying your trade as a professional wrestler and you got those 2019 dates. Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about it uh, earlier, <laughs> kind of ad nauseum earlier, but this Friday night, me versus JT Dunn for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. As I said on social media, sometimes it's about more than a championship belt. This Friday, it is certainly about more than a championship belt, although it will be on the line, and there's nothing more I'd like to do than to 
eliminate JT Dunn from the title picture uh, in Chaotic Wrestling. So this Friday night, chaoticwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. Pandemonium is also on the card uh, that night, the annual Pandemonium match that uh, Hansen had his final chaotic match in last year so. yes uh then mike the following weekend saturday night january 12th i'm heading to atlanta georgia center stage ring of honors international tv taping featuring luchasaurus <laughs> the aforementioned luchasaurus and then the very next night sunday night in in north carolina ring of honors uh you know we'll be returning to concord north carolina kind of double header weekend there rhwrestling.com saturday night's tv taping sunday night you can watch it live uh, on honor club so if you don't have honor club then i don't know what you're doing uh with your life mike and then friday night january the 25th i'll be heading to poughkeepsie new york holy moses for northeast wrestling i'll be teaming with thrill ride as we are the trust fund, I'm just the partners all over the damn place. I know, man. Against the returning tag team, the Now. Oh my goodness! Yes, Vic, Vic, uh, Vic, Vic Delicious and Hale back. Collins. Yes, he's back. This is his first match back, and going to make sure it's his last match. Yeah. <laughs> the very next night, I'll be in Waterbury, Connecticut, for Northeast Wrestling's Over the Top. It's their annual Rumble style match. Uh, no doubt I will be the victor in this matchup as well. Odds to, on favorite. Yes, of course I am. Go to northeastwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. All right. Well, if you want to book the Kingpin in 2019, email Brian at Comcast.net or DM him on the Twitter. Oh, hold on. You know, I forgot a date, Mike. Here. Oh, excuse me. Saturday night, March the 30th. The big one. Yes. Astromania, baby. Astromania. Astromania. Go to astromanialsw.com for tickets. It's in Derry, New Hampshire. The Kingpin, along with Liberty States Wrestling, uh, working with Pinkerton Academy's class of 2019 to bring pro wrestling back to the Granite State. Floor seats are selling quick. If you want them, I suggest go getting them now. Just 20 bucks get you, uh, get your floor seats. And uh, hey, you know what? Uh, you know what? I love the listeners of this podcast so much. Mm. I'm going to give you a little discount code. You're kidding me. No. How about that? I'm a nice guy. I like it. Discount code GOASTROS, just because you're a listener of the WPAN. Uh, they're the Pinkerton Astros. That's why, Mike. I but, see. Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, go get your tickets. AstromaniaLSW.com. All right. Book the Kingpin. BrianMalonis.comcast.net. DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. This week's promo about nothing comes from the year... 1995, Brian, and it is the World Wrestling Federation, the WWF, and this one's kind of famous. It is Jim Ross speaking with Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and the representative of the Million Dollar Corporation, Psycho Sid. Oh, boy. Let's take a listen to this week's promo about nothing. Mr. DiBiase, a lot of people say that your desire to control the WWF championship is more like an obsession. Are you obsessed with obtaining the WWF title? You might say that, Jim Ross. You might say that I am obsessed with gaining the World Wrestling Federation title because you see, by winning the title and bringing it to the corporation, it gives me a tremendous amount of leverage within the World Wrestling Federation. As you know, I always like to have the upper hand. And as far as me not being able to have bought the title, when this man walks in that ring tonight and walks out with that belt, I will have, in fact, bought the title because he works for me. Sid, I've got a question for you. We all know that you can bring the heavy offense, but there are a lot of skeptics that think that perhaps you can't take it, that uh, you can't take the punishment that Diesel will give you tonight. How do you address those skeptics? Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of 
Let me do this again. No, it's live, Hal. Sorry. Anybody has any doubt will get their answer tonight. Well, there you hear it, a man. A few words, Psycho Sid. Back to you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap that up quick. Man, a few words, Psycho Sid. <laughs> you think Vince McMahon screaming in the headset, God damn it, wrap it up. <laughs> I, I would assume so, yes. <laughs> and uh, the way he's like, That's a, this, we're alive, pal. <laughs> and then he does that like one sentence and then throws his arm in the air like, ah, fuck, and walks <laughs> off. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Really a world famous promo. I don't know how many times, you know, in wrestling or perhaps out of wrestling, you know, we would say to each other, people in the locker room say to each other, oh, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a huge influence <laughs> because it's tremendous. And uh, I've never had to experience that because I've never done a live TV promo. I've never performed on live TV. But uh, probably should know before you before you give it a go whether or not you're live. Yeah, that's, it was the first ever in your house, actually, that this happened. I think it was like uh, the free-for-all, the pre-show. I don't think this was actually on the in your house show because i went i'm sure i watched this live (laughs) i i I think i did as well i think because i went on the wwe network as i mentioned i am a subscriber now and i looked for this promo on the actual pay-per-view and no there was something else i don't know if it was on there and they inserted something else on the broadcast uh and it was different when it was live but i i think i remember this being like near they used to do the free-for-all that was yeah, on like, it was the like preview a thir- channel, the thirty-minute uh, patrol. But yeah, the preview channel, yeah, beforehand. And I think I think that's what it was, but I'm not 100 percent sure. If anyone knows out there for sure, let me know. And I like the reference that DiBiase talking about buying the championship. The, you know, the reference back to the old uh, Andre the Giant storyline. Well, it's really not that long before Afterwards. this, right? Yeah, I mean, this is what was this like 94, 95, 95, 88, right? Yeah, so it's only like seven. It's not even a decade after. Yeah. So it's very interesting that the still recent there. history at that point, yeah. which is weird to think about because they feel like vastly different eras of of pro wrestling. The in your house mid nineties era, like couldn't feel further away from like the Hogan heyday era, but it it couldn't really feel further away from the Attitude Era as well. Uh, yeah, it's a weird time in WWE. Yeah, Sid, what do you think of him as a promo overall? I know he's been featured on this uh, segment a number of times over the years. But do you think, Sid, I, I think he's like an intense guy. I think the ruler of the world, I, I think overall, I think he's a pretty decent promo. Yeah, he always brought the intensity. It just it, it was clear most of his promo should have been pre-taped. <laughs> or, or if they were live, he should have had a, a mouthpiece. I, I am a big Sid fan. I love Sid, and I think he is um, – a guy who just uh, fell way short of what his ceiling ultimately could have been. Some of it, uh, you know, if you believe the rumor and innuendo, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, if you believe the rumor, in, the rumors out there, then it's a lot of it self-induced. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, and think think of the how, the heights he did reach. He, he main evented two WrestleManias, which is kind of crazy to think about. But he did get the WWF title. He did get the WCW title. But yeah, yeah, never really. But he should like to me like Sid should have been like the guy in the industry. You know, like he should have. You know, there should have been no Stone Cold because Psycho Sid should have already ascended to that top spot kind of thing. You know, he's right. he like I think he had that level of like look and ability and uh, Sid's awesome. I love Sid. I go on forever about Sid. And his son too, Frank. I like Frank Judy, yes, from Big Brother. 
<laughs> All right, you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Before we sign off here, Brian, this is the last podcast of 2018. And any reflections on the year that was before we head into the brand new year? Yeah, it was the best year of my career. Um, I performed on national TV for the first time in, in my entire career. Um, I've got to do lots of cool things and wrestle some of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, I've gotten to main event against the hottest act in pro wrestling in one of the most famous wrestling venues in the entire country, if not the entire world. It was an amazing year you know, for me. And as weird as it sounds, um, I think 2019 is going to be even better. All right, well, let's talk about the podcast, though. Enough about you <laughs> and all of your many accolades. But 2018 was kind of a, a time of change here at the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Of course, we left the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network in February. We did. And, of course, was then... that long ago? Oh my it God. was. And then in... One fateful morning. <laughs> and then in June, BDA Radio shut down, abandoned us. <laughs> so we are truly, as of this past summer, an independent professional wrestling podcast. We are. And I think we've kind of perhaps plateaued a little bit for the wrestling podcast. But I think we've been talking and really want to amp things up in 2019. I know that, you know, I've, of course, had a kid in 2018. And we've been, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're coasting, but I think we haven't been putting the amount of brain power into the podcast that we can. And I think we really want to do that in 2019. Yeah, I think we want to fr- give it a fresh uh, fresh paint of coat. There you go, exactly. <laughs> so uh, in the coming weeks, we'll have more information on what we're going to be doing with the wrestling podcast about nothing going forward. We're going to, we're, we're storming. We're storming our brains. Yeah, we're about to we're about to do this now. Unless you have to run off. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, yeah. we're we're excited though. I I think this is the year to. Uh, hey, maybe I'll get over. <laughs> yeah, that'll help the podcast. It huh? certainly will. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone that's uh, stuck with us in the wrestling podcast about nothing. Our friends from Booking the Territory, Mike Mills from Our Vantage Point, Joe Morata, Michael Quinn. PW, Peter Winson, the guys over at the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Uh, lots of good things with uh, those guys. Lots of support. Really appreciate that. Of course, the listeners, the people, all you guys out there tuning in, all those in the New England wrestling scene. I know, really, I want to focus, put more focus on the New England wrestling scene in 2019 uh, because a vast majority of our listeners are New England wrestling fans or New England wrestling wrestlers, <laughs> to be honest. Well, we'll see what happens when uh, the old Kingpins won half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. It'll be the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Presents, the wrestling <laughs> podcast about nothing. We'll see about that. So, uh, yeah, really thanks to everybody uh, for checking us out in 2018 and uh, for sticking with us. In 2019, and lots of great things coming for the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Really appreciate your support, and uh, we'll be back next Monday for episode 142. New year, new us. New year, new us. The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing back next week. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. On the. <laughs> Sorry, the kids are sleeping. Scream away. <laughs>